Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of Full Moon Confessions. Today, we'll be looking at the evolution of the fast food industry and how it became so successful. Before we dive in, we have a guest with us today. Let's all welcome Layla. Hello, thank you for having me. I appreciate the round of applause. Um, so I'm going to be taking on a psychological perspective. Layla is a sixth former here at Newstead Wood who takes psychology, classics and biology as her A-levels and she is generously offered to be a part of this week's episode of FRC. Now, I know what you're thinking. Why did they choose such a random topic? This doesn't seem educational. Well, the reason we chose this topic is because it beautifully ties in all the subjects we take as A-levels. We're going to be looking at the economic, psychological, medical, scientific, legal backgrounds of it. Now, sit back and enjoy. So, the first question we're going to be starting off with is one that you must all be thinking about, is how the biggest fast food chain in the world makes such high profits. And I'm going to start off with one reason and then pass it on to to what the rest of my colleagues think. But one big reason is, I'm sure you've all seen those coupons in the newspapers or things that have been kind of floating around and maybe in the back of a bus and you get really, really happy and really excited you've seen a coupon. Well, actually, and you see it and you think, oh, wow, this is a really, really low price. But this is actually a really, really effective advertising method for these big fast food chains. Because what they end up doing is that this brings you to their door. And when you actually get there, you end up buying more. And then this helps them make a profit. So in this way, they actually get more and more people flocking to their doors to entice them and then actually enable them to buy more, which in the end raises their revenue. Oh, yeah, that's true. I always find I do that. Like, I'll just be going in for a burger and then I end up getting chips Chicken nuggets and everything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Red and yellow. It's because these two combinations are meant to make people more hungry for some reason. That is fascinating. Yeah, and I think... That's actually really cool. I know. It's meant to be because um, red is meant to be a colour that raises blood pressure, heart rate, Mm -hmm. and people's desire to eat everything in sight. Oh, wow. So maybe one day, like, you could be sitting around and being really hungry. Maybe it's because. So, Shreya, what do you think about this topic? Yeah, I think I think that, that what you've said there is so interesting. Like, the red and yellow, I've never really thought about it like that. But I think um, also the other thing is, um, one thing I was looking at was how a lot of fast restaurants have quite limited menus. So yeah. if you think about it, like, if you go into a normal store, they may have a lot of different options. Whereas fast food, you kind of know what their selection is. Every now and again, they may have, like, limited menus. But which is why, um, like limited edition items, but which is why they generally have limited menus. It keeps their costs really low and actually leads to higher profits because they know exactly what people will buy. So maybe at a McDonald's, like a Big Mac or a combo, but that's a very, very common thing or for like a kid's a happy meal. And therefore, because they know that they have these set things, they tend to make more rather than trying to make loads of different um, items. That's, I think, one, it's kind of like the value versus volume ratio that like they tend to make more of something and then make more profits to that. I agree, because in the 50s, when like fast food were, I guess you could say at their peak, but um, at the, in the olden days, but um, they used to have a very like vast menu, and they'd take their order, and they'd actually prepare it then and there. They wouldn't really uh, prepare it in the morning, and then just like store it, and then give it, like heat it up, and then give it to them like uh, more quickly. They would take a long time, and it would be like a 30 to 45 minute wait, and it would just, customers would be really, really hungry then. And uh, by the time that the food would get to their, I don't know, to get, get to their door or get to their, um, what was it? Get, get to them, actually. Um, it would be the wrong order because there would be so much, um, what was it? Mm. There would be lot, lot. 
So like Zoe was saying, they make you think you're having a deal by saying this is a meal deal, you get money off and everything, but in reality, they're actually getting more money from you. Absolutely. They try to trick us into saying uh, we're, we have like a bargain and stuff, but yeah. you would have been better off just uh, buying that hamburger that you wanted at, in the first place. But um, I, I'd like to th- sorry, I'd like to think of it like, uh, you know how in a video game there'd be levels? And so when you walk into the store, there'd be the smell. They'd like to keep that smell in and so that would make you even more hungrier. And then they make you wait in a queue. Maybe if you're not in a drive through or something else, but normally the more traditional ways to stand in a queue. And so you'd be hungry and you'd be looking at the menu and they, they normally um, take the pictures that are actually in combos. So you might just want a burger, but then the pictures there show you like a burger, a drink and a and fries together. So that just makes you be like, OK, I might just have a full meal instead of just one burger. And so it would just like... Um, and then after that, even if you did like uh, control yourself and you just wanted a burger, the cashier then asks you if you want something on the side and then you just, you crumble then and then you said yes. And so yeah, it's like different levels that you try to not pay uh, them a lot, but then you just cave in. Um, and because it happened so quickly, it's so fast paced, they don't really have too much time to think about if they absolutely. really want some more food. Mm-hmm. So they'll just be like, oh yes, fine, let's just get another thing. Or, and also there's also really fast, there's tends to be quite fast-paced music in mm-hmm. fast food restaurants so that even if you're in a long queue it feels like it's going quicker because you're listening to this music that's mm. really upbeat and like yeah. yeah it's really gets you thinking about the psychology that they use yeah I think it adds sort of that and I don't I don't um, know if any of you guys ever have noticed but like with soft drinks in um, in McDonald's a lot of people say that the coke in, in McDonald's tends to taste different with a normal with really? a normal coke Oh, is it because um, it's water? Yeah, so I think one of the biggest reasons what they were saying was actually that fast restaurants make their, most of their money through soft drinks. And for you, it may cost a couple of dollars, but for them, apparently, it's up to 90% of their profits. Mm. And that is because they do they do tend to dilute it a little bit more, which is why they can kind of give you more in a shorter thing versus like a kind of a can of Coke or like a bottle of Coke. And that's one of the really interesting things, which is why people say that it tastes different. Yeah, that's true. And they also tend to ask if you want ice. Mm. And when they put ice in, it makes the Coke seem like there's more in it. Yeah, mm. But in reality, it's so much less. Yeah. So don't ask for ice, guys. Also, yeah. It also got me thinking that once I ordered like a Coke and they put ice in it, which I did not ask for, but I just took it anyway. But after some time, the ice melted and there was just like this layer of sugar syrup. Yeah. They put sugar in their ice to make it seem, mm. I don't know, to make it seem more volume, more volume or something. But it's just these tricks that they play are mind blowing. Yeah. So do you have any more? Uh, so I think um, if we are, we've discussed quite in, in length about all the tricks. The next question, looking at a bit more with the scientific perspective, um, especially looking at um, kind of McDonald's that we're going to be looking at in general. Of course, there are many other fast food places. Um, and kind of looking at why it is so efficient, why is it that it's so quick that you do get that and kind of linking that to how the scientific aspect of the system actually works. So Pranava, do you have um, any views on that? Yeah, um, to, to my surprise that the front counter and the drive through window, they both uh, run at the same time and they actually work uh, in very similar uh, methods. So for example, at the front counter, you... Um, 
tell them your order face to face and then they enter your order into the computer and then simultaneously they the computer breaks down what you have uh, in your order so that may be drinks that may be the main meal the fries the dessert that you ordered and they will break down and they will send it to the different um stations and the screens of the stations so that the cust the workers back there they can break down the um the order and then they can make it super efficiently and um it in uh, it just gets me thinking that there'd be one person doing the patty, one person doing like um, the fries, one person doing the drink and stuff. So there's um, specialization going on, you know. Um, so yeah, it uh, it's very efficient. And then by the time it gets to you, there's two more people in there. Um, there's the runner and then they put them in uh, your tray or in your uh, bag and then there's the presenter who actually gives them to you mm. so there's loads of people in uh, involved and so that's why it's so quick paced it can take up to like uh, less than a minute to get your order done yeah. uh, and it just gets me so um, mind blown <laughs> and with the drive through it's absolutely the, s the same method but you just say your order through um, a telecom and that's again ordered into uh, the computer takes in the order and then breaks it down and then the people behind uh, simultaneously and by the time you enter like go through the window your order's already there and how they do that is how do they know that it's your order they take uh, they actually take a picture of your car and they just match the order that you made and then they give you the right order or sometimes they'll just reassure that you're not paying it uh, your that you're not paying for another person and so um, it's quite quick actually it just blows my mind how uh, efficient That's and how... That's interesting. I never knew they took a picture of your car. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It could seem a bit stalkerish. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess, I hope they have, like, some protection, data protection things yeah. going on there. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that's really interesting because um, I was thinking about with an analogy of, I'm sure you've all heard of Henry Ford with his standardization of cars and how he was actually the first one to begin that. So the whole process of standardization is breaking something into small repetitive tasks. So with that is a similar thing with um, what... Uh, Did you mean specialization? No, standard, it's called standardization. Um, so with standardization, um, with uh, what Henry Ford was doing with cars into breaking each um, component, creating that and then finally creating a car, was what McDonald's essentially did with hamburgers and fries. So, you know, each, like Pranava said, with just one person, just focus on each of them. And while that is quite mundane and repetitive, it means that that work gets done a lot quicker and it's very, very efficient. Mm. So that's definitely one of the reasons why they tend to do really, really well. Yeah. Um, one thing that super um, astonishes me is that workers also get paid less for uh, their jobs. So even if they have so much profit, the workers that they take in are probably like our age, you know, they just want like a part-time job and they're willing to do like the work, you know. Um, but yeah, and they paid them just uh, probably minimum wage and maybe a bit, le bit less. So that's why they're so um, successful because they basically take the profit for themselves. Yeah, um, for an 18-year-old, I was looking up when I was looking for a job in McDonald's mm. and it was... Only like around six pounds per hour. Uh, just above minimum wage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, that's how they. One of the ways they make their high profits. That, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I think the other thing I was also um, thinking about with uh, system of McDonald's is the, the use of franchises. So how actually when um, uh, Dick and Mac, the original founders of McDonald's, you could say, 
kind of first started and they didn't they just had one small um one cafe kind of or one shop which um did all of this process and while it was really really good of course they weren't expanding and um when uh someone called Ray Kroc came along he was the one who actually kind of made it so that there were franchises all over the world and they did this because they kind of made a pay they, they made a pattern of McDonald's so if anyone wanted to use that name they had to pay a lot of royalties to um the original founders of it and then that enabled them to actually start franchise all over the world which is why you see that the sim- the McDonald's all over the world is so similar so while they can have like slightly different items the kind of process and stuff are so similar because they've kind of taken that pattern from them which i thought was really really interesting so another way they make money i guess yeah wow. Yeah, so um, I think we've looked at kind of the um, standardization and the efficient systems. I think coming back to our guest today and looking at both in both in the psychological aspect, what are some, of the, some um, other psychological satisfactions that so we get? So moving on from this onto another um, quite good trick McDonald's do is they have fluorescent lighting. So this makes you feel like it's not the kind of atmosphere you want to stay around and hang around in for a long period of time. So you're more likely to leave so then they can get the new customers in and you can... Yeah, get the flow going. That's actually very cool. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's a really interesting one actually. And I think even in terms of like the actual satisfaction that you get from the fast food, a lot of for a lot of people fast food is like their comfort food. I think especially in America, because most of your major fast food um companies are kind of, you know, based in America, started out in America. There is a real um kind of fast food is like kind of equal to comfort food in a way. So and despite people's incomes actually, a lot of people who are stressed because it's so easy to get and it's so cheap, people think, Oh, I want a quick fix, you know, where you can get dinner on 10 minutes a lot of now a lot of people you know now when they eat we look at our phones when we're eating you know we're trying to do work when we're eating so something that's quick that we don't have to go out and prepare makes it really easy and that's kind of increases our um even though people know the risks of having too much fast food it you know increases your kind of craving for that in a way yeah and it's even more accessible now because like you can yeah. just call an uber they can exactly. deliver mcdonald's right to your yeah. door mm. so efficient yeah i Definitely. agree uh, another psychological like kind of sense you get when you're choosing from a, a fast food menu menu uh, is because even if the options that you have are very limited, it still makes instead of having like no choice. For example, uh, Five Guys uh, burger and chips, they'd uh, kind of extend their menu to make it seem you know more of the customer's choice than just shoving like two things into their face. You know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think definitely with uh, a lot of like the McDonald's always have like kind of limited edition items, oh, or yeah. they kind of have you know they have like a McCafe, so they've kind of expanded into that. Mm-hmm. So definitely, I think there's avenues that you feel like, oh, I'm just getting you know a cookie and a thing. So you feel like you have that choice, mm-hmm. even though you may end up getting something else. So and they tend to really describe it well, like saying this is a rich ice cream, yeah. it's really delicious. Yeah. yeah, to make it like the imagery and the words, yeah, definitely. the advertising and the uh, I guess upselling as well. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And um, of course, when we talk about fast food, um, we can't not talk about the health risks with um, consuming too much fast food. Everything is good in moderation, but there's a lot of people that consume it in excess. And um, I would just like to open the discussion about anything, what you feel are the main risk factors with fast food. I would say it's all the salt and fat in the food. (laughs) Definitely. Um, Yeah. Yeah, and it's like you tend to not realise you're consuming so much because it's so addictive and it's like quick and easy to eat. So 
Also, I, I agree with what you said. You tend to not realise you're eating so much because they're normally quite compact, aren't they? Yeah. Because, like, they put they wrap it in, like, just, like, one tissue and they seem quite small. But you are consuming a lot of, like, calories, fat, sugar, carbohydrates, salt yeah. and everything. Absolutely. Yeah, and definitely looking at it with, like, a biological perspective as well, it's linked to a lot of anxiety symptoms. Mm. So, um, because, like, as we mentioned, there's so many refined carbs in fast food. Mm. It actually obviously causes your blood sugar to fluctuate and then um, it, that can cause panic attacks, insomnia. And that actually leads to a lot of people people having depression and then what it's kind of a vicious cycle because you feel like in order to get you out of that cycle you need to eat more fast food which links and it kind of just you know it's a pattern that people find very hard so to break it's quite hard to like distract yourself from wanting mcdonald's when you see it everywhere like exactly. it's so common again the smell it's like so even if you're not in the things. restaurant mm-hmm. if you just walk past it you just uh, have the smell and then it just makes you more hungry yeah, yeah. and definitely with like you guys were saying with uh, having lockdown and having the kind of rise of you know deliveroo and uber eats mm. it's just so easy that at the click of you know the click of your button on your phone to just order it and it just makes it that much easier to kind of go into that and i think finally we just like to kind of end off with uh, we've kind of discussed this over the podcast but kind of the main reasons why people um buy fast food and what we think might be the future where where do do we think fast food is going so well one of the main choices like main reason why people buy food uh well, one of the main reasons why people buy fast food is because um, it may depend on like behavioural, cultural, socioeconomic influences, habitual, environmental. It's just like there's so many things going on uh, when you want to buy fast food. It could be obviously um, for, for people who uh, think of fast food as their comfort food, you know. Um, and yeah. And also, if you're like, you, you've got like a bit of a break from work you just think it's quick you just pop in get something to eat it's so much more efficient for them than going to a restaurant sitting down or that or just cooking the meal themselves because i've like seen recipes online they're like four hours because you have to refrigerate it or four hours because you have to it has to be in the oven and stuff whereas you get it in under a minute and it's just so for 24 hours so it it's like open. it's non-stop as well exactly. yeah and i think it's not just with cooking it's not just like the actual cooking which a lot of people find quite not you know chopping the vegetables or yeah. whatever it is but also the thing that comes after it because with with mcdonald's you can just eat and then you can throw away the packing and you're done with it right oh whereas God. with thing obviously you have to you have to clean up you have to you know all of those things that we may feel doesn't take up time but at that moment you think oh, well, it's just easier to go out and, and get one or just order one mm. on my phone. And I can carry on working or I can carry on doing whatever I'm doing. And, you know, I don't have to think about it. So I think that's one of the biggest. It's just so, especially in uh, in more kind of Western countries, it's just so convenient. And it's there in literally every corner, especially in America, I think. So it just makes it so hard to, to, to kind of re- resist that temptation. Again, talking about conveniency, it's like it. so many fast food um, chains, they tend to locate themselves outside schools, outside workplaces. The location is key, you know? And maybe um, where places where they, I don't know, the smell just like travels, I don't know. And so, yeah, they, they choose their locations very like wisely. And so they get their customers. Yeah. And what's good is they never change their logo. It's always this one solid thing. So you'll always yeah. know what they are. Yeah. And... yeah. 
yeah, I think yeah, marketing and that 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 simple brand, but that brand that signs up. I mean, wherever you see an M sign, everyone knows it's McDonald's, right? Yeah. Regardless of what country you're in, what you know, small town you're in. If there's an M, you know it's McDonald's. I know that's actually quite weird. That even if you don't see the M and you just see like a blurry red and yellow, you just and know it's start McDonald's. Associating exactly. the M and the logo with food. So yeah. the minute you see it, you start feeling hungry. Yeah. Automatically. So. And I love how they chose just the M. I don't know when people are hungry, they go mmm. I don't know. Oh wow! I never noticed that. Because like normally, I've seen like places in America where they have like loads of M's as their like design things. Yeah. So outside there's a big M, but then on the building there's like smaller M's. Maybe that makes yeah. you even more hungrier. It's just yeah. I think it's actually the M kind of uh, is more is like two golden arches coming together because that was their original kind of design of the store, oh. and that's kind of what it's come back to, like you know kind of America being like like you know because always that thing of the American dream and America being great. So like, oh. the golden arches kind of showing that but I think you could think of it in, in two ways with the M and the golden arches but um yeah so where do we think um it's going do do you think your your more and more young people will kind of know the health risks and will resist it or do you think these companies are going to be making profits for years to come I think they totally are going to make profits because not many people know what's going on behind because you know that it's tasty, but do you know what mm. actually is in it, you know? Even uh, the people who actually founded them, they don't really tend to eat from their own fast food chains. So that just seems a bit sketchy to me. Um, and also we can't be sure what's going on behind the scenes. Like the cleanliness yeah. about how yeah. the chicken possibly wasn't chicken. Yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't, but... Um, <laughs> But yeah, I think I think definitely, and I think what you've noticed is they've started a lot of fast food restaurants have started to like offer vegan vegetarian options, mm. which may still be as unhealthy as your regular options, but it, it kind of shows that you know being more open and you know considering more dietary choices. And you know that thing of people go to McDonald's and think, oh well, I just got a salad at McDonald's or I just got an apple, you know. But the thing is, they are so much more expensive in McDonald's than they are just going to a store and buying that. But you make yourself feel better because you go to McDonald's and think, I went to McDonald's. But I didn't buy, you know, your typical Big Mac and fries. I know, it caught me thinking. I didn't even think of the price about uh, for salads and apples. And also, when I tasted the apple slice in a McDonald's, it did not taste like an apple. It tasted very, I don't know, preserved and loads of chemicals in, on the apple. So that did not make me feel happier. Many negatives um, about McDonald's, like health reasons, possible consequences. I would say I'm definitely someone who's been fooled by their tricks. If you could say it's been fooled, but <laughs> I kind of see it as a positive as I genuinely really do enjoy McDonald's. Yeah, and I think that's a really nice point to end on that obviously while fast food has a lot of health risks, it can be consumed in moderation and it is nice <laughs> to, you know, go out with your friends and have fast food. And sometimes we all don't want to, you know, cook or we don't have anything in the home and we're like, what do we do? And we get some fast food and it's it's all okay once in a while. Yeah. So I think we just want to we just wanted to kind of look at the evolution, but obviously saying that, you know, you make your own choices and you know what's what's best for you. And I think we'd like to end it on that point. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week.